Blog Talk Radio. Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prate. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516 453 9118. That's 516 453 9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com/reconnectmyheart. <clears throat> or you can go to our chat room, which is available on our website right now, along with the audio, you know, excuse me, the video version of Reconnect My Heart. We are on. Facebook Live, as well as my website, www.brotherprater.com. I'm so glad everyone is here. Uh, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties. It was my mistake. I thought I had everything plugged up. I had one problem. And come to find out, thank God that I was uh, I missed that problem because come to find out, if I had it plugged up, it never would have showed anything on Facebook. So uh, everything happened for a reason. So even though we had those technical difficulties, we are on the air. Even though 30 minutes late, but hey, it could have been a whole hour. So I just thank God for that. And one of the things I always think about what the devil meant for evil, God always turning and spinning for our good. So there was a reason for this particular episode to uh, come out. And I know sometimes whenever there was a message that's getting ready to come out. The devil going to always try to get rid of the message by distracting or getting rid of the messenger. So that's the way I look at it. So just thank God for an opportunity for us to be here and for us to enjoy each other. So going on to the show, have you noticed that some folks will make plans that will help them pursue the right house, the right car, or even the right career, but won't do that pertaining to their love life. The most important rule in any situation is how you prepare or how you prep yourself when or will determine, how we prep ourselves will determine if we are successful or not. That's why it's so important for us to deal with the only person that you can't control or change, and that's yourself. So on today's show, we're going to talk about responsibilities while being single, giving yourself constructive criticism, and creating healthy boundaries without punishing yourself. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Handling My Singleness. Handling my singleness, things to do or to look for before searching for love. The key thing about this is dealing with self. 
dealing with self. And come to find out, it's not really a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Preparing yourself. Preparing yourself not just for love, but preparing yourself for life. Preparing yourself for life, not only in the internal life, eternal life, but right now in this current life, this present life. That's something that a lot of times we fail to do. And sometimes we want to do it, but we don't know how to do it or what to do, what things and what areas to look for. So that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we address today. We want to talk about those things as we get ready to, uh, I want to, like I said, double check and make sure everything is up to par, everything is, that old saying, everything is copacetic. <laughs> so now, as we get ready to go in, this is, something just for us to just visit, visit or revisit in our lives, just taking a healthy inventory. So we want to make sure that we take the time for us to be able to really just uh, be real, be real, be transparent. And if you're not going to be real with yourself, then who can you be real with? No matter what, we're the only ones that can help or change ourselves, and we have to make sure that we do the things we need to do for us to be able to be the productive people that God wants us to be. So, first, we want to go ahead and talk about this. Along with us looking at ourselves, the first thing we have to do before we even pursue a relationship, we have to first look at our relationship with Christ. Look at our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's That should be the number one thing, the number one agenda in our life. You know, you have to know Christ, and in you knowing Christ, you have to know who you are in Christ. When you don't know who you are or when you don't respect who you are, you will allow folks to disrespect you. When you don't respect yourself and when you don't know yourself, you give permission for other people to disregard or disrespect who you are. And unfortunately, many times what we do, a lot of times we'll allow other people's identity about us to become our own identity. And that's not something that even God's will. God wants you to know who you are, most importantly, who you are in him. And when you know who you are in him, then everything else, hey, it don't matter. But you have to know who you are in Christ. And in order for you to really know who you are in Christ, you really have to know Christ. That means have a personal relationship, not some secondhand relationship where, well, you know, um, my mom had a relationship with him, you know, or I'm saved because of my mother or my grandfather or whatever. None of that matters. We have to be real and make sure that we have our own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The key thing, no matter what may come or go, if you do not have a relationship yourself, then you can't tell people who Christ is, and you can't tell people who you are in Christ when you don't have a personal relationship with him. So that's something we have to think about. We have to have a personal relationship with him. That is what's going to help us to be able to achieve success, the success, the blessings, and everything else in life, we have to be able to have that personal relationship with him. So along with that, we have to make sure that once we understand who we are in Christ, then that will help us to really uh, capture hold of everything else in life. Um, I'm adjusting this. Look like we have some problems, but I'm going to go ahead and go forward in this. Okay, now, along with that, 
we have to respect not only knowing who we are in Christ and respecting in that relationship we have with Christ, we have to respect the relationship we have with Christ as well as respect the relationship that we have with ourselves. See, even before you get into a relationship, a lot of times there are some people, the idea is to be able to worship with your future significant other. That's beautiful. That's that's an ideal thing. But you cannot allow anybody else to have the responsibility with your relationship with God. That's not other person's responsibilities. That's your responsibility. Now, I know many young ladies that I have spoken to or ministered to throughout my life, the first thing that they want, they want a strong Christian man. They want a man that's going to take the uh, spiritual leadership in the home or in the relationship. But you have to look at that is the ideal thing. But you have to look at if he's not exhibiting that leadership skill in a courtship, even from the very beginning, what make you think that he's going to take up the slack and go ahead and try to take the leadership role when he's been taking a back seat or even if he does not have a relationship with Christ? These are the things you have to look at because I hear so many young ladies They'll read the Bible pertaining to they want to be a virtuous woman. Uh, They want to be a submissive woman pertaining to their husband or future husband, all these things, and they want to submit. But yet still, the person that they chose, they not submissive material. Not only pertaining to you trying to submit to them and have them as the spiritual leader in the home, but they're not even submitting to God. So if they're not submitting to God, then what make you think that they'll submit to God's child? That's something you have to think about. Like I said, you have to, as young ladies, you have to call it as it is. You have to see the God, not based upon his potentials, but based upon his reality. If he's not exhibiting those things, and I mean not just saying it with words, because talk is cheap. You have to look and see, is he exhibiting it with his actions, with his lifestyle? And please, by all means, as far as young ladies, you cannot make an excuse for a man. You know, the opposite sex will play a game on each other. If you allow him to get over it. If you allow him to do whatever he wants to, then he'll do it. And also, that means vice versa. But you have to make sure to understand how he is and who he is. That's who he is. That's him. We ain't talking about, well, you know, he trying or, you know, uh, when he said that he a deacon, he especially pertaining to titles. Titles mean nothing. Look here. If somebody is telling you, well, I'm saved, or they say they go to church, or whatever that, do not let your guards down. That means absolutely nothing. Because the devil go to church too. The devil had a title too. But titles doesn't mean anything. You look and see their actions. You have to see coinciding with their lifestyle. One of the things I always say, because people sometimes get excited or let their guards down because somebody danced around or speaking tongues or whatever like that. One of the things I always say, it ain't how high you jump when you shout, but it's how you walk when you land. So in other words, not just are they saying God's truth, but are they living God's truth? That's what's going to determine their character, their ethics, their morality. That's what you have to pay attention to because the real person is not right here. The real person is who they are up in here. See, the Bible already told us that man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart, the heart of a man, the man motives. How does he think? What would he do or how would he react when tough time comes? See, because we find out how a person really is, not when things are going well, but in difficult times. When there's an opportunity to get angry, 
when things are uncomfortable, when there's conflict, when there when the water is turbulent, that's when a person's true character will come out. Because when when everybody's happy, hey, it's kind of hard to find out who a person is and how a person is when there's a celebratory party. But wait until there's a little uh, uneasiness. Then a person's true character will be revealed. Sometimes it have to take a little uncomfortable situation for a person's character to be revealed. And sometimes what we have to do, we have to look past the good times and take inventory of the bad times or all the uncomfortable times. That's what we need to do. That's when we're going to see who a person is and how a person is. But we cannot be naive to that. We have to make sure that we are sensitive to God's voice for us to recognize when God is trying to reveal a red flag. So in difficult times, those are the times that people's character will be revealed. So being able to have your relationship with Christ, for you to be able to be fed, for you to be able to, like I said, know who he is and also know who you are, but also respect the relationship between you and God. Because, like I said, nobody's responsible for your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Nobody. Now, along with, like I said, right now you're single. Right now you may be looking, you may want a relationship, but it starts at this infant stage right now. You have to make sure to allow this time of your singleness to be looked at as study hall. Learn who you are and also understand as you grow in your relationship with God, God is going to show you some things. God is going to make you aware of some things. So that way you won't fall into any trap. Even if someone that comes in that he didn't authorize you'll be able to detect if this was someone that was sent by God or made by the devil. These are the things that you have to recognize. So, when your relationship with God is number one, then he will forewarn you about things because he want to make sure to protect his child. So that's something we have to look at. Along with that, like I said, realizing that you're responsible for your relationship with God. Not anybody else is is responsible for your relationship. Also, what we have to do, being able to understand, going to the theme of your relationship with God, understanding your identity and your possessions. First, a lot of times when we think about that, we think about materialistic things. First, we're going to talk about the spiritual things. In other words, understanding your spiritual ID, understand who you are, understand the anointing or the spiritual gifts that are in your life. Because one of the things I found out with your spiritual gifts, a lot of times the devil going to end up sending people that may try to test and challenge and also I'm going to tell you sometimes just life not just the devil but sometimes in life it may be God that sends people that may be the opposite of how you are spiritually or your identity spiritually not for you to be in a relationship with but for you to minister to see what we have to realize God deals with us in a variety of ways you know, there are some people God would deal with as far as being able to, you know, see, you know, see things in the spirit. There are people that may be the type that may be feel, you know, they discern or whatever, you know. And so not only that, but even be able to hear. Now, with the identity that we have in the gifts that we have, a lot of times, when people come into our path, let's just say, for example, if someone is um, 
can pick up on people, if someone can feel people, if someone had that discernment where they're like, hmm, a compassionate person or what we would consider a soft heart. What happened? A lot of time we end up, uh, people may be gravitating to us that are a leech, leechers or people that would try to take a pool. And a lot of time what happened, we end up picking them up and bringing them to our heart. That's why it's so important for us to know the difference and learn the difference between people pertaining to love versus people pertaining to an assignment. People pertaining to love, if it's someone that may be a potential mate or if this is an assignment that God had for me, for me to be able to help them and send them on their way. These are the things we have to understand because a lot of times what happens, we end up grabbing hold to people of the opposite sex and we feel like, oh, they need me or I can help them. And then what happens, we end up investing our heart into a situation that God did not authorize us, and then we end up getting ourselves hurt when they get off their feet, or we end up being in a relationship with someone, and it's draining us. So these are the things we have to look at. Understand who you are, so that way not only you'll know your strengths, but also you'll understand your weakness because these are the kind of people that may end up gravitate to you. You know, there's so many people when they've been so used to giving their heart, giving their heart, how the old saying is, you know, sometimes we get our heart in trouble. We let our heart get us in trouble because we have such a kind heart and then we end up uh, allowing people to use us. But is that God's will? No, it ain't. That's the reason why even for people who are like that and they are our assignment, it ain't for us to help them and feed them. It's for us to teach them how to feed themselves so that way they can go on and duplicate and help somebody else. They're all saying, give a man a fish, you feed him a day, but teach a man how to fish, you feed him a lifetime. These are the things we have to recognize because the devil is trying to wear you out. Why do you think a lot of times people are mentally or spiritually drained. It's just like when you got off work, um, you end up going home, you just drain. Not just going home, but you might have dealt with somebody, you might have helped somebody, and you just so drained. You know, you're fatigued, you want to give up. It's like it just makes you get outside of your character. You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to help them, but it's so much of a burden upon you. You're like, man, this is so much. But see, you might be trying to do it for them, and God is telling you, hey, look here, you give them this, and hey, you step back. But like I said, what happens, we end up involving our heart. And it don't just have to be the opposite sex. It can even be pertaining to family. It can even be pertaining to friends. So the main thing is God is trying to help us not only to protect our heart, but even to heal our heart. It might have been from some of the residue of the past or the present. So that's why it's so important for you to understand your spiritual identity so that way you can go ahead and make sure that you be aware. You're spiritually aware and you're spiritually sensitive so when people come towards your way, you'll understand this person may be an assignment. And that assignment, like I said, not only for you just to teach them and help them to go on, but sometimes it might be an assignment for you to refer to somebody else. These are the things we have to think about and not be naive to this because unfortunately, many times, many people, what happens, we end up allowing ourselves to be hurt or be used and we're saying we're doing the will of God, but you're doing your own will. Thank God, is this something you need to do? Or even if he says do it, but you need to ask him the duration of how long to do it or even if he wants you to receive the pass to somebody else. These are the things we have to understand, so that's why it's so important for us to have that relationship with God for us to be able to listen and obey him and not go based upon our emotions but based upon what he said, because it's nothing sadder 
to, for you to be thinking that you're doing the right thing, that you're doing a God thing, but all of a sudden it's end up causing you more harm than good and come to find out God telling you, hey, I didn't tell you to do that. So these are the things we have to consult God in all our ways. The Bible tells us if you acknowledge him in all your way, he shall direct our path. But also, especially, I, I had to learn this. Men ought to always to pray. Always. Pray, consult God. God want to die. Look, God want dialect. Uh, uh, God want communication with you. Ask him about everything. And nothing too, nothing is unimportant pertaining to God. Nothing is too irrelevant pertaining to God. God is concerned about every part of our life. So he wants us to understand that. So along with that, understand so that way we can be able to be in a position for us to be able to be of help, be a help. Also, the other thing we'll have to think about is understanding our and work on our past or current issues, work on our past or current issues in our life. You know, because a lot of times what happens, a lot of times we have good intentions, but if we don't address the issues that need to be dealt with, then we end up maybe contaminating a future or current relationship, or we may end up becoming a burden to somebody else. Sometimes it may be because that might be a good person. That might be the ideal person for you. But because you've been dealing with some issues that may have been addressed, you may not. You may end up sabotaging a potential good relationship. And one of the things, you know, when you go into a relationship, the relationship is to build the relationship. And the byproduct is both of y'all be strengthened and helped. But when you go into a relationship to try to work on somebody else, then you, what if that person don't want to be worked on? Or what if you jump into a relationship and that person want to work on you? You know, relationship, we always say it like this. We always say it like this. You know, most of the time how they say sex is for mature adults only, well, also relationship for mature adults only. Not just people that are over 18. No, we're talking about mature emotionally, spiritually, mentally. These are the things we have to look at. You want to make sure that you are ready. So that's why in this study, study hall time, this is the time for you to get some help. And receiving help ain't a bad thing. Being able to understand who you are and appreciate, we have to appreciate who we are. Because if you don't appreciate who you are, how would you expect for someone to appreciate you when you don't appreciate the person that you want them to appreciate? But not only that, but it helps you to understand a safe, a, a safe safety net because no one should treat you less than how you treat yourself. So if you're not going to treat yourself bad, then if someone end up treating you less than the way you would treat you, then you know that's not the person you need to be with. So it helps you to understand the boundaries. It helps you to understand boundaries of love, self-love. That way, when you understand self-love, you can, un- you can understand and recognize love from someone else. That's something we have to think about. Working on our past and current issues. We have to do that. And if we don't do it, then what happens a lot of times, who we hate is who we become. So many people who might have been used to being used or being cheated on, and when it's not addressed, then what happened, your expectation is, well, the person that good person that may be in the next relationship may cheat on me so what I'm going to do, I'm going to cheat on them before they cheat on me. Or there may be some similarities where that person may have similar similar 
characteristics or appearance, and then instead of you referring them as who they are, now you're referring them as the person that hurted you in the past. You, it's always making you refer back to the place of hurt. And that's not the will of God for you. And that's unfair for the other person. You know, the other person have to clean up the mess of someone else. You know, that's that's not that's not a relationship. That's ministering. That that person trying to minister to you, trying to help you. And so, you know, that's something that is unfair. You have to allow God to deal with the issues and deal with the hurt, deal with whatever that may need to be addressed. Another thing, in your singleness, this is a great opportunity for you to build a community. Build a community of people that will be there to help you, to strengthen you, not just in a relationship, but even outside of a relationship. One of the things we look at, I looked at uh, last night when God gave me the word community. Community, I saw two words. Commune and then unity. Commune and then unity. Commune. Oh, y'all can hear me. One, two, three. Okay. Commune is what we have in common. Commune. Relate. And then unity. I saw fellowship. So in other words, in your community, you have built of people, people that are responsible, people that will hold you accountable, people that are spiritually sensitive and smarter than you. You have to put people in place that's going to challenge you mentally, physically, financially, spiritually. You know, one thing they always say, if you're the smartest one in the group, then you're in the wrong group. You have to have people that's going to challenge you. And when I say challenge you, that don't mean challenges for as, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say the word beat you up, but challenge you in a good way that's going to charge you, that's going to motivate you. That's the word I want to say. They want to motivate you to be better, motivate you to be the person that, and strive to be the person that God called for you to be. Someone that's going to motivate you when you're not feeling your best, they're going to encourage you. They're going to build you up. These are the type of people that you need to have around you. So building your own community. Now, in you building your community, it can comprise of people that are related to you, that are not related to you, um, people that, number one, be honest that's and also the other word even pertaining to I was speaking about unity, community, community, commune, and then unity, unity, putting together. Think about the common thing that they're gonna have is your best interest. They're gonna have your best interest at heart. You gotta have some real people. Now, if you're the type of person that may be passive, don't like to say a whole lot, uh uh challenge, you know. No, you may have to have some vocal people, some vocal people. You may need to have some people that's going to say, no, no, no. Sometimes you might have a couple of crazy people up in there. You know, the main thing is having a healthy balance of people where uh, in case you may miss something, you're going to have some people that, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what? Let Let me point this out to you. Someone that can discern, someone that can see things, you know, like I said, Building up a, a, a community of people that has your best interest at heart. Now, one of the things we have to bring up within that community, like I said, it may comprise a variety of people, knowledgeable people. One of the things we have to realize, people, we all have to have four type of relationships in our life. Four type of relationships. First relationship 
is going to be number one. But we have to have a balance. When I say four, that means if you look at it, break it up into four slices, that's going to be 25, 25, 25, 25. First relationship, I mentioned earlier, first relationship is relationship with God. The second relationship is a relationship with family. Now, you may not have the quote-unquote best family, but there are some people within your family. It may not be a direct sibling. It may be people that are distant relatives or whatever, a great aunt or whatever that, but there are people that you can draw from within your family. So you have to have a relationship with your, your uh, with God, with your family, social interaction. That means people outside of your family, your friends, you know, um, coworker. Now, the other thing, God, family, social interaction, and number four, relationship with yourself. You have to have a healthy balance of all four. One of the things, let's just say, for example, if I choose to not want to deal with people, I don't want to deal with my family, um, all I want to do is just lock myself up in a room and just read my Bible. I'm, I, let's say I want to do that for nine years. Well, think about this. Think about I'm actually missing relationships with my family with my friends, but also they miss a relationship with me. I'm missing a relationship with them. They miss a relationship with me. Also, I don't care how I study. I don't care how I quote unquote pray. I'm no good for others. If I'm dismissing myself from others, how am I going to share the goodness of God when I'm refusing to go witness to others? Like I said, and it's not just based on how I say, but it's how I live. How can, how can people know that my God is good if I'm treating them so bad? People going to know me by my fruit, and my fruit supposed to be love, love for one another. So, and also, what happens if <laughs> I don't want to deal with, you know, I don't want to have any friends. I just want to deal with, you know, my family. Then what happened, a lot of times it may expose, there may be some hurt because have you ever dealt with a bitter person? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be real. You ever done, you ever built, you ever dealt with a bitter person? Let's bring it all home. Have you ever dealt with just a mean person that's in church? I grew up, look here, those that know me, I grew up in the 70s. So I'm used to going to church where that old Mother of the church, they didn't smile. They just frown. Oh yeah, but she say God is good. If God is good, He make her look like that. Oh, uh-uh. you know. So let's be honest. God wants us to have a healthy balance, and also being saved is fun. But the main thing is, if you look at it in in the Bible, Jesus had Jesus, of course, not just being all. Uh, Goal model, he was our role model. He had relationship with his family. He went to a wedding. He had outings going over to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house. But also, he had time with the Father, and he had time by himself. Those private times, he had that. So, and also, look here, he went to strangers. We were talking about Sunday school today, going to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, you know, uh, going to uh, different people. You know, uh, sometimes he even went to non-believers. He didn't talk them down, but he raised them up. He he spoke them up. They thought he was crazy because all he was doing was hanging around sinners. Also, he was going around people that were not like him. He had a great example. He is a great example pertaining to networking. But our Lord and Savior network, but do you think he want us not to network? No, he's in. Look here. Sometimes just get out the house and just say, good morning. Those are the things we got to think about. So being able to have 
those four type of relationships, relationship with God, relationship with family, social interaction, and then also relationship with ourselves. But also what we have to do in those times, this opportunity for us to be able to be a better steward or be a better manager of the things that God has for us. So being a better steward, being a better manager, ask yourself, you know, can God trust you with what you want him to give you or what you're asking him for? God wants you to trust him, but also God wants to trust you. So God wants us to be a better steward. And being a better steward, first, we have to look at, and this is not in any order, but I'm just going to point out some things. Being a good steward with our time, being a good steward with our time, are we budgeting our time properly? A lot of times are not budgeting or not managing their time the way that it's supposed to. And I know I'm one of the ones I have to work on that. You know, we have to be a good steward with our time. Time, you know, um, uh, the wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the things he always said, and even some old other people, he he believed in being not just on time, but being full time. He said if he's five minutes early, he's on time. But if he's right on time, that means he's late. And that was his principle. That was his principle the way he looked at it, if he was on time, he was late. And sometimes, just like, let's say you go into a grocery store. The grocery store opens at 7 a.m. What time do you think the staff need to be there? Right at 7? No. They need to be in place so when 7 o'clock hit, business can start. Same thing pertaining to our personal life. When it pertains to time, we have to be a better steward, a better manager with the time God has given us. I heard the Lord saying everybody is issued 24 hours a day, but it's what we do within that 24 hours will determine if we're successful, if we're blessed or not. How we manage that time, because like I said, all of us have 24 hours. God has given every man 24 hours. So with that 24 hours, what are we doing with it? Are we being a good steward or not? Not only pertaining to our time, but also pertaining to our credit. This opportunity for us to build or repair our credit. You know, <clears throat> those that you know, back in the day, it was so easy to get a credit card, and then they say it's going to be unlimited. They give you a credit line of five thousand dollars, and I know this is me in the past, not anymore. But um, I had a Radio Shack, I had a Radio Shack uh, credit card, and I knocked it all the way down. I think it was at one point. I think it might have been about five or six hundred dollars or something like that. I knocked it all the way down to like. Mm, almost less than a hundred. It, it might have been less than a hundred. And I went to a computer place, and I found out that my radio set merged with that electronic place. And I'm like, for real? So, excuse me. Whatever I wanted to get, instead of getting cash, I didn't have any cash at the time. But I had that debit card or credit card and I just went crazy and that jumped up from I know it was less than 100 but it jumped up from let's say less than 100 on up to 800 I ran it back up (laughs) I ran it back up you know buying a VCR that was that was matter of fact I do remember getting a VCR like I said this is back in the in the eighties. <laughs> so I realized I didn't need to get that at that time. It wasn't a need. It was a want. So what I had to learn was I had to pay the consequence of not just paying on it and come to find out I ended up paying a whole lot on it because if I had to pay cash, I wouldn't have had the interest. I wouldn't have had uh, also 
I could have went to another location if I had the cash and bought a cheaper VCR. But because it was a credit line, that particular store, it was priced higher than the average store. So I paid a whole lot more. And so that's something we have to think about. There are things that we may want, and we end up buying things or doing things impulsively. And sometimes it costs us more, not just because of the interest, but also because of the markup. So you actually, you know, when you look at and you paying a minimum amount per month on that card, you paying on, let's just say if it was a TV, that would have been $200 if you had cash and paid it out. But you put it on your card, you're paying $15 a month for six years. That $200 TV may end up being $900. That's one thing we have to think about. Being a better steward with our finances, being a better steward with our credit, with our credit score, building up our credit score. Because you never know right now, you need to be planning for the future. This is an opportunity for us to be planning, and we cannot allow anybody to have our future in their hands. We are the ones that are responsible for our own future. And like I said, God has given us the skill, the wisdom, the insight, and the red flags. Because you think about it, when you are going after your purpose, when you are doing what you need to do to become better, that's when the devil going to always try to send people, I mentioned earlier, send people that's going to try to take from you. You trying to build up, and the devil will send people that will tear it down. Or while we're trying to build up, we allow people to come in that end up bringing us down or sabotaging what we're trying to build. So that's something we have to think about. We have to look at it and just be real and transparent. So building up our credit score, building up and uh, managing our time. Also, for you to be able to just enjoy life. And you can enjoy life and be saved. And that's the best time of your life for you to be saved and for you to be able to be in a place where you can have peace. Be it if you can be at peace. You know, you have to have that place where you can just have a safe haven. You know, um, one thing that we always have said throughout the years, you know, you have to have a place of, they call it serenity. You know, if a person having problems at home, problems on the job, and problems in the church, if they don't have a place where they can just have that woo-saw moment, they'll go crazy. You know, problems on the job, problems in the family, problems at church. Where can you go to get some rest? Even in the Bible, it says, you know, uh, it's better to sleep on top of a rooftop than be in the house of a nagging wife, a nagging woman. So, this is not to pick on women, but I'm just throwing it out there because you have to have a place where you can just, ah. and let's be real. Even when you look on TV, you listen to the radio, some of this music that's coming out, it's getting to you right here, and I ain't going to even bring up what people be posting on Facebook. It's all about drama. People, Some people like that kind of mess. To me, that's not only that's negative, that, that carries a spirit. You have to have a place where you can be able to just, uh, you have to demand your peace. You have to respect your peace, and you have to make sure that you set boundaries where people won't invade into your peace. And if they invade into your peace, hey, look here, may God watch between me and thee while we after one from another. You have to allow yourself to be at peace. Allow yourself to have some peace. If not, you'll go crazy. So please, by all means, look at this as an opportunity where you can be able to learn about you. Learn about you so that way not only you'll know who to go after and what type to go after, but also 
you'll understand more about you so that way you can recognize that this person is for you or of you or not. You have to know you. Understand your ingredients. Understand who you are. Respect who you are. And I mentioned earlier pertaining to the young lady, but also that does not uh, excuse the men too. Men, this is time for you to seek God, be before God. Also, you know, you want to be the head of the home spiritually. spiritually. You want to be a spiritual head of the home and all this stuff. But guess what? You have to make sure that you with somebody, with a young lady, that will allow you to be the head. Because to be honest with you, you may you may have the idea, yeah, I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be doing this for my family, be praying, I'm gonna be anointing. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but if she ain't gonna let you, then what you gonna do? It has to be an agreement, and also you have to get with somebody, male or female, get with somebody and be with somebody that is true to their word. You get somebody that's not just compatible because the Bible tells us, you know, um, be thou unequally yoked. And a lot of times people just think, oh, that pertains to they ain't saved. I ain't going to deal with them. Now, look here. You can get two saved people. They still be unequally yoked. They can still be incompatible. What are your interests? Also, you get somebody. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you have to get somebody exactly like you, but look and see if this person is willing, you know, what is their tolerance level? What is your tolerance level? All these things. It's so important for us to be able to just be real with ourselves because a lot of times you can be honest, you can be real, but you have to make sure to understand and don't assume because you're real and because you're honest, the person that you're encountering is going to be honest with you. No, it's not going to work. Sometimes there are some people, my little brother and I were talking, we always say this, sometimes you don't automatically meet that person in the very beginning. Sometimes you might meet their representative. Hmm. Because people are going to always give you their best sales pitch because they ain't going to talk. Some of them, they ain't going to be you know, talking about who they really are and how they are because why? Because that's going to run you off. So they don't want you to run off. They want to tell you the good quality. They want to sweet talk your purse. And if by chance you stumble across any red flags, you have already invested your heart. And now you don't want to leave because your heart has been invested. Your emotions has been invested. So along with the time that you have before God, allow him to rejuvenate your mind, your body. You know, even if you have had uh, a past that might have been shameful, whatever, you can clean up your past. Clean yourself up. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Don't go into a relationship to punish yourself. To a relationship, well, you know, don't ever go into a relationship thinking this is the only person that, go, you know, that you can have. You know, if, if, if you can't have this person, there will be nobody. That devil is a lie. No. Look here, it's too many people in the world, and you know what? If this person don't want me, hey, God, thank you. Thank you for showing me. If that person don't want you, that means it's somebody else that may be for you. But also, you got to understand the timing. It might be that person, wrong timing, or it may not be that person in no timing. So the main thing of it is being honest and being real with yourself. As we get ready to wrap it up, I want to read something off to you that really caught my attention. Um, I saw this yesterday, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it goes like this. As I find it, let me see. Right here, right here. Okay. It says six important guidelines in life. When you are alone, mind your thoughts. When you are with friends, Mind your tongue. When you are angry, mind your temper. When you are with a group, mind your behavior. When you are in trouble, mind your emotions. When God starts blessing you, mind your ego. The main thing, it all starts and ends with you. You are responsible and accountable for you. 
Nobody else is responsible or accountable for you. So as we get ready to wrap this up, look at this time for you being single, not as punishment, but as preparation time. Look at this as a time where you're waiting on God, but just because you're waiting on God does not mean that you do nothing. This is the time, even when you look at, if you want to pursue a relationship, you think about Adam, Adam, Adam recognized that he was by himself, but he continued to work in naming the animals and other things. And what happened? God put him to sleep and got a rib out and gave him his helpmate. Even when you look at uh, Ruth, 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 she had already dealt with the loss of her husband, the loss of her father-in-law. Also, even going into a a new area, she had already told Naomi, your God will be my God. Your God will be my people. All these things. So after her healing, what happened? She was clean, gleaning in the field. And come to find out, she was in Boaz's field. Everybody talking about they want a Boaz. But you have to make sure that you're Ruth's material. Ruth was not doing nothing. She was doing something. She was working. She had work ethic. And even Boaz, Boaz saw her work ethic. Boaz had already heard her reputation of her care for her mother-in-law. All these things. What is your reputation? Look, if it's questionable, repair it. Ask God to help you to get it fixed right now. Work on your character. Work on your attitude. Work on your behavior. Work on your patience. This may be the opportunity for you to deal with your patience. Also, even in your singleness, what happened? This might be the opportunity for you to even have a relationship with your kids. Have a deeper relationship. That your kids may want you available or accessible for them. May want to just spend some time with mama or spend some time with daddy. You know, being able to even just enjoy life. Sometimes people have been ripping and running, ripping and running, and now they have an empty nest. They've been caring for their kids all their life. But now, huh, now they got to face reality of they by themselves. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a punishment. It could be a good thing. These are the things you have to think about and look at. So the main thing is understanding what your perspective is. Look at this as a great thing for you to be able to receive and be the help that God wants you to be. Because God has an assignment and you got to be ready. But in order for you to be ready, give it to God and consult God. But most importantly, be prepared. Be prepared. It's better to be prepared when opportunity comes or if there's no opportunity Versus not being prepared and opportunity comes and you ain't ready. You know, see, I realize when God bless, it don't take God long. God can move in a blink of an eye. It just take us long. It just take us long to get us, but it doesn't take God long. So get yourself in order. And understand, all things are possible through Christ. So as we get ready to pray, we want you to think about if there's any hang-ups, if there's anything within you that you want to give to God, this is an opportunity. This ain't to try to throw no shade. This is just a conversation that we're having. You're my brother. You're my sister. Where we're trying to help. Not for you to look at me or seek me. No, 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 no. But to seek him. Seek him. God is the only one that can help you. He's the only one that want to be there for you to heal you from any and everything that you may have dealt with. So understand he loves you. And if there's any other concern that you may have, you can give it to God right now. No matter what transpired in your life, you can give it to him. The Bible tells us, come unto me all here labor and heavy labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Also for those who may not be saved. 
Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart, the God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is a great opportunity for you to go to God and tell him about the person he loves, you. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask you to help us, God, in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, even with our perspective, God. Help us, God, even with our patience, God. God, there are those who may be searching for love, looking for love. But, God, help us first, God, to respect and cultivate the relationship that we have with you right now in the name of Jesus. And then also the relationship that we should have with ourselves right now in the name of Jesus. God, there are those who may have been hurt in the past, God. Hear their heart, God. Hear their minds right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, there may be those who may be watching, God, who may have experienced some terrible things in the past, God. We speak, God, that you restore them, build them up right now. Heal their broken heart right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stand for, but send it back to the pits of hell. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing behind the scenes right now, God. God, we even, God, give you permission to come in into our life and examine every part of us, God, and help us, God, to line up with your word of obedience right now, God. God, help us, God, to be in a position where, God, you can trust us, God, with the things that we're praying about, God. We ask you all to help us, God. If there's anyone that may be listening, God, who may be dealing with issues, God, don't know what to do, don't know how to handle it, don't know how to fix it. God, help them understand that they don't have to fix it. They give it to you right now, God. Help them understand that you're there for them in every area of their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. To the bereaved family, God, comfort them, be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak it right now, God, that you be with them, God. Massage their broken heart right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak it right now, God. We have a friend, we have a classmate, God. We holding her up right now, God. God, we even speaking right now, God. The devil may be trying to attack her in her body, God. We speaking, God, for healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we know, God, that the doctors only can go so far, God. But no, we know, God, that you can heal without surgery right now. You can heal without chemo, God. You can heal right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak it right now, God. Let there be a great report right now, God. Let there be a great report right now, God. God, we speak, God, that the, the virtues, God, the healing virtues, God, touch God and be all off on her body right now from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet God God we speaking God for every cell every tissue every organ every muscle fiber right now every cell God line up with your word of healing and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus God we speaking right now God that you do a spiritual blood transfusion right now God remove every abnormal cell right now in the name of Jesus and infuse your your word, your your blood right now, God. In the name of Jesus, this is your daughter. This is your child right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for the healing right now. We thank you, Lord, for the praise report right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. God, even for the marriages that may be coming out of this, God, the relationship that may be coming out of this, God, thank you right now, God. We ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to praise you even in our courtship, God. Praise you even in our singleness right now, God. Sustain us, God, and those who may have been uh, having guilt. God, pertaining to their past, God, regardless if it was sexually or anything else, God, give them that desire, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. Help them, God, in that forgiving process right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, and help them to understand that you are a keeper right now, God. You can keep us, God, no matter what, God. God, we're speaking, God, help us, God, to not yield to temptation right now, God, but we're speaking, God, to help us to even recognize red flags, God, and respond accordingly right now in the name of Jesus God we speaking right now God those who may be dealing with ab- 
like an abdomen pain right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, God, speaking right now, God, those who may be dealing with uh, um, insecurities or low self-esteem, God, build them up right now, God. God, even speaking, God, for those who may be dealing with depression, God, God, help them to understand how valuable, how precious that they are right now, God. And God, we speaking, God, for even those who may be dealing with a toxic relationship, God, give them the tool, the strength to walk away right now, God. In the name of Jesus, even speaking right now, God, for those who may be the abusers right now, God, God, we speaking, God, that you their mind right now. In the name of Jesus, give them the desire to repent and get it right before you right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this. We thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for the joy, the peace that's coming from this right now. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in. Uh, If you want to catch me, feel free to catch me on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. You can catch me on Facebook where you can see my daily devotions. Also, you can catch me on my website at www.brotherprater.com. You can go to my website where you can see my uh, personal appearances, my videos or my daily devotions. Also, you can go to the store section of my uh, store where you can check out my book, check out my book, uh, first book called A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to encourage the men in uh, lifting up their responsibilities towards their family, their their home, also even uh, single for ladies who may be looking for a husband or seeking uh, for any type of guy pertaining to just both men and women. I think it's a good tool for uh, both men and women to look at. But also, I have another book called uh, "The Girl Who Was My Bro- The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper," and it's a story about my sister uh, Sheila Prater. So feel free to purchase one or the other or both. Uh, thank you to everyone who are tuning in right now, and I thank you, thank you, thank you for every encouraging word and everything and the support that you all have given me the years. And just know the best is yet to come. God bless you and good night.